and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Straight up 6 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, the 21st day of September, 2021. My name is Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, on location, radio's Big J. Yeah, I'm here. How does it feel, pal? I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I, I Obviously, I get to sleep in a little bit more, but um, I'm just like, man, this is a real drag. Yeah, you really, truly, honestly do hate working from home. Uh, and I don't think it's because of it's home or anything like that. But, you know, you got a house full of people. You got to be quiet. Er, uh, you know, you, you can sleep in a little bit more. But it's, it's a, as, as we've discovered during this remote thing, it's an energy thing, too, I think, sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it just, yeah, I do feel like I have to be quieter and everybody's asleep. But, you know. Oh, that's just uh, the the hard knocks, I guess. We'll take it. It's better than not working. Well, here's a good idea. How about hard knocks, Big J working from home? And you set up cameras in your office, and you show us the behind-the-scenes workings of you putting together the radio show from your house. I thought about that, and I thought about actually streaming this whole thing, but problem is that might screw up the actual <laughs> broadcast, and we've had enough problems making sure that that works right. So... I'm That's focused true. in on the job first. That's true. Uh, we are we are making this happen over the internet, so any additional strains on the internet may be questionable at best. But we do have a busy show planned for you today. We have an opportunity for you to go to Volbeat and Ghost, the show that we announced yesterday, before you can even buy these tickets at Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning. So we are going to hook you up with a pair of tickets to that show. We have tickets to Black Label Society we're going to give away over the course of the show today. We have to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League. Week number two is in the ledger. We will talk about who won, who lost, and how things are looking as we move forward. We also have an opportunity to talk about dream jobs over the course of the show today. So it should be a legitimate and solid Tuesday show for you, plus some streaming dumbass too, and I have picked out some doozies for Radio's Big J, so we'll see Great. how it all comes together when we wrap things up right around 10 o'clock in the morning. Until then, you're stuck with Big J and myself, and we will kick things off with a band that played at a very small venue in Chicago last night. Uh, that was a surprise show from the band Metallica, kicking things off with Unforgiven here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Interesting thing happened here in the state on Friday involving a commercial airline. A United Airlines plane tipped backwards while being unloaded as the University of Southern California football team was still on board in the back of the plane. It was a really crazy thing to kind of see, whereas, like, you know, a bunch of people got off the plane and then basically the end of the plane kind of lowered and the nose of the plane started tipping upwards towards the sky. United representatives said in a statement that the plane did tip. Uh, The nose was pointing in the air because of a weight shift during unloaded in Lewiston on Friday. No injuries were reported. Uh, The plane was leveled off and the remaining passengers were unloaded. Nobody was really, you know, in any kind of danger. It was just kind of weird to see. I guess I didn't think that could be a thing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if all, all, if all the uh, the linemen were in the back of the plane. But I guess that's this, what I'm uh, saying. Like, ha- it's crazy to me. 
This happens to me when I sit on a bench, Nick. <laughs> and somebody gets off, and the bench flies up, and I fall off. I, I understand the laws of physics. I just was uh, surprised that that much, or it didn't take that much for this to happen to a plane, which I guess was insane. But uh, either way, everybody was safe. Everybody was okay. They were able to get it leveled off, and no injuries were reported. It was just a interesting sight to see, and it happened in our very own backyard. Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions last night 35-17 at home last night. Uh, Detroit got up to a 17-14 halftime lead and, in fact, looked pretty impressive uh, on offense, at least, to get that done. But couldn't do anything at all in the second half, kind of like your BSU Broncos. Uh, great night for Aaron Jones. He caught three touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, ran for another. Uh, meanwhile, Rodgers, 22-27 of 27 for 255 and uh, four touchdowns. He passed John Elway for 10th all-time in passing yards during the game as well during the course of the victory for the Packers. So uh, everybody can relax, I guess, is the idea. Looks like uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to miss at least a month of action with a hamstring injury. The Houston Texans head coach announced that yesterday. Uh, The Houston Chronicle did report that uh, Taylor could be out for four weeks at the very least. Uh, Deshaun Watson will not be activated, meaning Davis Mills, the third-round pick for the Texans, would be in line to start Thursday against the Carolina Panthers uh, because Taylor won't be able to play. So, again, we got a marquee matchup on Thursday Night Football. The surprising Panthers against the nobody-cares Houston Texans. So we'll see what ends up shaking out there. Big J, Kevin Bacon's posting pictures of his wife's underwear on his social media, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it. The it looks nice. Footloose. Ugh, what a weird thing to say. The Footloose actor wrote, Sometimes doing laundry can be fun and full of surprises. Of course, the reason why he did it is because his wife's underwear says, I heart KB in rhinestones, which I would yeah. think you also don't want to wash that, right? I mean, I'm not a laundry expert, but you want to keep that out of the washer, don't you? I uh, Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Kira Cedric, his wife, made uh, to jumped into the comments and said, Hey, thanks for airing my dirty laundry next to a winky face emoji. So everybody's having oh. fun on the social media, you guys, except for you. Why don't you have any fun? Not you, Big J. You, the royal you. Yeah, I'm going to go post some, you know, do, sexy pics of uh, do my not, underwear. Do not, I was going to say, do not post your wife's underwear on the internet. I don't think it'll go as it well says, for you. It says, I heart Big J. <laughs> I have them all anagrammed that way. On your own underwear? No, on hers. Oh, I see. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. It's streaming dumbass on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And last week we found out that noise is pronounced to dumb. Who knew? Welcome to Streaming Dumbass. Every single Tuesday (laughs) we select uh, three movies that maybe, just maybe, Big J hasn't come in contact with in his personal and professional life. We strip away all, pretty much, the details of that movie. The stars, the director of the studio that brought you crap, were left with just something called a brief plot description. And based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Those are the parameters of streaming dumbass. The only catch being these movies cannot be documentaries. That's the one rule that Big J laid out from the beginning, and we have stuck to no, that I rule. didn't. I didn't uh, lay that out at all. Uh, yeah, you, well, you, you didn't have to, because the, a couple of documentaries were, were chosen, and you had said something disparaging about them, and so documentaries stopped being chosen as possibilities for this. But because I, I said... You Plenty of disparaging things about regular movies. That's true. Uh, as a matter of fact, we should call the segment I Hate Movies. But 
Uh, instead, it's called no, that streaming would be if, dumbass. If it was Randy doing this, if it was Randy doing this, that would be the case. Uh, here's the one thing all three of these movies have in common, Big J. Star power, baby. Uh, in all three of these, there is a person and maybe even two people that I know for a hard fact you are a fan of in one way or another. So at least you're going to see a film that uh, features somebody that you enjoy the work of. Whether or not these films are any good, I do not know. As I haven't seen any of them, it is entirely up to you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Movie number one, hoping to save members of his family, a man ventures into the remote wild horse forest to search for a mythical figure who possesses the secret to immortality. Holding out hope despite everyone thinking he's crazy, turns out there's more going on in the forest than meets the eye. Mm. Movie number two. A special forces operative traveling from London to Paris with his girlfriend in order to propose is forced to take action when armed, ruthless mercenaries seize control of their chosen form of travel. <laughs> and movie number three. Dr. Anna Fox hasn't left her home in several months. When she witnesses something she shouldn't while keeping tabs on the Russell family, the seemingly picture-perfect clan that lives across the street. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J. And, uh, I mean, it's hard not to just navigate my way to movie number two. Uh, and I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with my uh, better instincts. I'm going to go with movie number two. Yeah. Action. Anytime Mercenaries is in the description, it's pretty much a guarantee that you're going to pick yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to turn away from Mercenaries. Which I don't know why. what I was hoping for. Movie number one is called The Waterman. That stars Lonnie Chavis and Rosario Dawson. Rosario being the person that you are a fan of. Uh, Movie yes. number three is called Woman in the Window. That stars Amy Adams, Julianne Moore, and Anthony Mackie. You will not be watching that. You will be watching movie number two, which is called SAS, Rise of the Black Swan. Uh, that stars Ruby Rose and former guest of the morning after Andy Circus, Big J, who I believe you are a fan of. That is the movie it's, you will watch. It's on Netflix, my friend. Is he playing like a, an, an animal, CGI animal? No, or is he I, I think, himself? I think he's the ruthless mercenary that takes over. the. I think he's the bad guy, uh, judging from the trailer oh, okay. that I watched yesterday. So, uh, SAS Rise of the Black Swan is the movie you'll be watching. It is fairly new to Netflix, and so Big J will watch that and let you know how it is right around this time tomorrow. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, do me a favor. Come on home with me, my friend. Take me back to the young Big J days. You in Montana, barefoot, yeah. running around outside, wearing overalls and no shirt, chucking rocks through windows. If I were to corner... I wasn't Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> well, okay, everything but the overalls, I feel, is accurate. <laughs> okay. uh, if, uh, if I were to sit down with that young Big J and ask him, hey... Little little Jeremy, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would you have said, like, five, six-year-old Big J? What did you always want to be when you grew up? I, I mean, it, it, it changed routinely. Uh, but uh, probably at that age, I would say a professional baseball player. Okay. Now you hate baseball. What happened? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I stopped playing it. <laughs> 
So I used to, it was my favorite sport. I used to love playing baseball. And then we moved here and there was, it was such a bigger universe. I think it intimidated my mom and intimidated me for sure to get in and start playing baseball. It's very sad. So then what did that turn into to like actual workforce jobs? Do you remember what you wanted to be as far as that's concerned? Oh, um, yeah, that was part of the problem. I really had no idea. Zero drive, no ambition, all those things. Yeah, all those things. And then uh, I started, uh, I decided I had to go to college and... and uh, to be whatever? I, well, actually, <laughs> actually, what I had, I had always dreamed of being was the president of the United States. I was working very diligently in politics in high school, and uh, but I tried to forget about that dream. So legitimately, that would have been in the dream, to be a politician. That's what right. a disgusting dream. <laughs> now you have no interest at all in being, maybe even in local politics? No, I don't want to be a sack of you-know-what. Okay, okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, and so would you say now doing what you do, you enjoy it? Would you say you have a dream oh, I, job, I suppose? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Right. Congratulations, man. Uh, about 43% of Americans recently polled said exactly that. Whatever job they have currently is their dream job. They're very, very happy. Another 19%. Say they have previously had their dream job at one point in their uh, work career, but they're not in it now. The survey for the Genius of Play found that doctor or nurse at 33% was the top thing the respondents wanted to be when they grew up. Did you ever think about medical stuff in any way? No, I I felt I was too dumb. Uh, Followed by lawyer at 24%, actor at 23%, artist at 22%, and teacher at 21%. Uh, far down the list, Big J was baseball player and president. But uh, at least, you know, there are a lot of people out there. I mean, 43% to me is a pretty high number of people that say they work in their dream job. I feel like, you know, of the 100% of people I know, I know far more people that are unhappy at their job than are, you know, thinking they're living the high life, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that seems uh, like a ridiculously high number to me. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, but... Uh, Listen, you know, the two of us, I would say, are pretty close to the dream job situation. I always tell everybody, man, I get played to play music and joke around and have fun every morning. And so what can beat that? I don't know. But either way, hopefully that's you that has your dream job. Yeah, to me, it's like uh, usually to get your dream job, you have to do a, a fair bit of sacrificing in order to get there. And I just don't know. Some people aren't willing to sacrifice their financial future <laughs> and do so. Yeah. Like an idiot radio guy. But a lot easier for us to do that when we're in our early 20s than it would be to be, you know, doing that at 30, 40, 50 years old kind of a thing. For sure. With a family and all that kind of stuff. Packers beat the Lions 35-17 at home last night to win Monday Night Football. Detroit jumped out to a pretty early lead, even had a 17-14 halftime lead, but couldn't muster any points at all in the second half. Big game for Aaron Jones, big game for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers each had four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers also passed John Elway for 10th all-time in passing with uh, 51,633 yards through the air. Carson Wentz is uncertain for week three after he sprained both of his ankles in Sunday's 27-24 loss to the Rams. That sucks. (laughs) Colts knew that Wentz had injured his right ankle, which had him leave in the fourth quarter, but doctors found out Monday that he'd also sprained his left ankle, too. Frank Reich said, quote, I know Carson has a high threshold for pain. 
my history with him is that he's a pretty fast healer and he's tough. So if he can play, he'll play. But anybody that's had a sprained ankle will let you know that it's not fun, let alone having two. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. But uh, that does not sound like... Moke. Well, I mean, it's not his fault. The Rams have a really good defense. And uh, and I would imagine if you or I were to go up against that Rams defense, you'd probably have a lot worse than a couple of sprained ankles. But um, yeah, he's I, running I, for his life for a lot of time. I get it, but but who? What's the last time you heard somebody in NFL that had two sprained ankles in a game? I know, but how does that become? I've never thought. I've never understood how we blame injuries on the person that's injured, unless he's done something dumb that caused that injury. It's not his fault he got hurt. He's playing a contact sport where people are trying to slam him into the ground. Injuries are going to happen. I don't know how that's that person's fault. I don't know. I just find it funny that it's Carson <laughs> no, Wentz. No, it is funny, but I- I'm not sure why why we hold them responsible for getting injured. I mean, it sucks when your team has sunk a bunch of money into somebody that seems to be hurt all the time, but I still don't know if you well, could do anything to prevent an injury when you're going up against Aaron Donald and running for your life every play. And that stat, that needs to be a defensive stat, uh, sprained ankles. How many times you've hurt the How opposing many, quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Figure this one out for me, Big J. Ratings for Sunday's Emmy Awards were up by 16% over last year's ceremony. According to the uh, deadline, the award show earned 7.4 million viewers. That's up a million from last year. However, it's still far down on the all-time watched Emmy list. But again, we have way more choices now than we did back when the Emmys were, you know, where it was one of the three channels that it was on. But uh, it's still up and up significantly from the last year, and I don't know why, because there wasn't a whole lot of shows to choose from this year, and all the shows won the same awards, but I guess people dug it, and you tuned in for a little bit yourself, so what do you think about that, pal? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. You are part of the 7.4 million people. I hope it makes you feel good. Not really. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. For the first time in over a week, we are back stateside, baby. Tulsa, Oklahoma is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Good old Tulsa, Oklahoma, Big J. And there we have a story about uh, one of the more interesting armed robberies you will ever come in contact with. As according to the Tulsa Police Department, a gentleman was walking down the street, had a backpack on, just headed to wherever he was headed. Doesn't say in the story. When a gentleman named Kevin Hooks walked up to him with what only can be described as a railroad spike. Are you familiar with these, Big J? Yeah, quite large. Yes, very large, very heavy, usually also fairly dull. Um, But this is the instrument in which Kevin Hooks used to rob a gentleman that was walking down the street. Now, also, I I should say that maybe, just maybe, he wasn't so much scared of getting stabbed with a railroad spike, but I imagine if you used one a la like a baton or some sort of baseball bat, you could probably do some damage if you wanted to, you know? Yeah, blunt force trauma. Sure. And so, as opposed to putting up a fight, the gentleman walking down the street handed Kevin Hooks not only his backpack, which which uh, contained pretty much anything of value that he had, but also his prosthetic leg, Big J. And you and I both know prosthetics are fairly expensive. But 
fast. Yeah. Obviously, this gentleman needs his prosthetic leg to get around. Uh, Hooks even asked the victim what the worth was of each item he was stealing. And he's like, I don't know, man. There's like $60 worth of stuff in my backpack. But this leg of mine is worth a good three, four grand. And Hooks was like, give me that leg, bro. And so he took the prosthetic leg as he went off about his way. So the gentleman still had his cell phone in his pocket as he sat down on the lawn because he couldn't go anywhere, you know, because his prosthetic leg got ripped off. He called the police. And so police showed up to the scene. The gentleman that was robbed uh, described to him what was happening. And that is when they drove about two blocks away, kind of looking for the gentleman that may have, you know, escaped on foot with this gentleman's prosthetic leg. And sure enough, Big J, there was Kevin Hooks walking down the street. But for some reason, Kevin Hooks decided to strap the prosthetic leg to his head. So he was just walking down the street with a prosthetic leg strapped to his head. Strapped with what? I don't know. Doesn't say. Maybe a belt, I guess. I'm not sure. But how well, you... they usually have straps that connected to the. So you think he was appendage. like he was like wearing it like like uh, like the thigh was sticking up and the foot was up in the air kind of a thing. In some manner, yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought it was like laying flat across his head, but I guess maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, either way, he strapped the leg to his head. That's when police realized they found the gentleman they were looking for. Uh, police took him back to the victim. They made him give the leg back to the dude that he stole it from, and then he was promptly arrested for armed robbery. But not a great way to go incognito after stealing a fairly unique item to strap uh, it to your yeah, head. Yeah, good for them making him hand it over. Like, you idiot. Don't steal somebody's leg. It's like when you get caught shoplifting when you're a kid and your mom makes you go back into the store and give it back. Give it back. Exactly. Apologize. Say you're sorry. Now it's never going to happen again. And that's exactly what happened to this guy. Although, uh, he was arrested and charged with armed robbery. So probably a little bit more serious consequences than you stealing a pack of baseball cards from the Ben Franklin on the corner of your street. So (laughs) think about it twice, won't you? And certainly, uh, listen, man, I mean, I feel like it takes a special scumbag to take a prosthetic off of somebody. Like, there's, that's not cool. There's a special place in hell for you that do that. It's not okay. Yeah, because that's that's when you're getting into the dignity area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, taking, taking people's dignity is not cool. Right. Uh, their money and cell phones, Big J's all for. The second you get into the dignity territory, uncouth, my yeah, friend. Yeah, hey, I got standards. I have standards. <laughs> we all have, every man needs a code. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Recapping the Morning After Fantasy Football League next on the X Rocks. Fade away like Big J's playoff hopes. Oh, snap. That must mean it's time to recap the Morning After Fantasy Football League. Week number two here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Let's start with Big J. How goes those playoff hopes after week two, my friend? Oh, I mean, I think if we're, you know, being honest, not bad, even though I'm taking a loss here because uh, as uh, I was going up against my good buddy Lanny and the no punt intended team, uh, I feel pretty good about the fact that uh, one of the highest, probably, I don't know if it was officially the highest yet because Kyler Murray put on quite a display as well, but uh, Derrick Henry scored 47 points for 
Lanny's team. Uh, that's going to be hard to recover from in any regard, especially when he's got Brandon Cooks, who put up 22 points. He got 14 points out of his kicker and 22 points out of his defense, the Bills defense. So he uh, he amounted to 135, almost 136 points. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of holding up for the most part uh, with my team. I got uh, 16 points out of Nick Chubb. T. Higgins still has been a good choice for me. He got 16 points. Uh, CeeDee Lamb threw down with 17 points. And uh, Travis Kelsey got me 23 uh, points, almost 24 points. The Colts defense got me 11 points. Uh, but Dak Prescott really let me down here this week, only scoring 7.48 points. Uh, have I gotten a regular game on him? I might have had a, a fighting chance as I lost only by 14 points, the total score of 112. So even though I took a loss here, uh, most of the people <laughs> in my division, oh, everybody in my division also is one and one. So... Yeah. Why are you laughing? Well, because your math is off, buddy. I mean, uh, 135 to 112 is not a 14-point loss. But go ahead. It's keep a, going. It's a 24-point loss. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. 23 points. Yeah, you needed you needed a little bit more. That You needed an above-average game from Dak Prescott, to say the least, in order to come out on Well, I would call that an average game. Would you? But yeah. I mean, I would actually. say a 20-point is average game for a quarterback. You know? Wow. I, I know mean, with the quarterbacks you pick, yeah, that's probably well, listen, what you would expect. Russell Wilson had three touchdowns and scored 23 points and had 300 yards passing. So, I mean, uh, that he would have to have a subhuman game to get 35 points. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns last night and had 20 points. So, with the quarterback scoring, you would need a pretty impressive game out of Dak Prescott. I expect 25 a points a game out of Dak Prescott. All so, right, excuse you. Good luck. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Big J lost in his uh, particular week, so that makes him fall to one and one on the pickle Nick side of things. Well, everything's coming up roses, baby. There are uh, two undefeated teams left in this league, and I happen to be among them. Uh, thank you to a balanced attack, really. Nobody had a crazy, crazy good game. In fact, my for the second straight week, the highest scoring player on my team was on my bench with Tony Pollard putting up 23 points for the Cowboys sitting there on my bench. But I got a 17-point performance out of Baker Mayfield. I got a 19-point performance out of Najee Harris. I got 16 points each out of uh, my wide receivers, Godwin and Diggs. Uh, nice performance last night out of TJ Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions. And a good performance out of my defense of the Broncos with 9 points to put up 126 points essentially overall, which was good enough to knock off every day I'm wrestling Melanie's team, who had Russell Wilson and his 24 points had a pretty good game. Singletary had 17 for the Bills. Devontae Adams put up 20 points last night and then uh, just got kind of disappointing performances from Chenault from the Jaguars who was hurt and then uh, didn't get much out of Thomas, the the tight end for Washington or the Ravens defense on Sunday night and so uh, Melanie was only able to put up 105 points so a 20 point victory for me heading into week number 3. I improved to 2-0. and oh. Pretty happy to do that. Congratulations to Tenacious D for the second week Jim's team is the highest scoring team in the league. This one looks like he's going to be tough to beat all year long. He improves to 2-0 for the second straight week. He has scored the most points. He can thank Aaron Jones, who put up 41.5 points last night on Monday Night Football. Tom Brady also put up another 30 spot for him. Cooper Cup, 36 points and 17 out of Sterling Shepard for the Giants to give him 163 points overall. The team with the number one pick, the dead will tell, has running back issues. Uh, Williams 
Williams for Chicago didn't do much, nor did Williams for the Lions last night. And so he's got some problems, but uh, you can thank Cortland Sutton for 24 points and 24 points out of Pat Mahomes in order to grab himself 110 points, but he still falls to 0-2 on the season. Congrats against to Jim. Uh, another team that uh, put up some good points, Discount Double Check, 156 points, beating uh, the living crap out of Big J's Ketchup Conundrum. Uh, 156 to 87, the final <laughs> score there. Uh, Kyler Murray with 33 points. Mike Evans with 24. Calvin Ridley with 19. Rob Gronkowski with 19. And 19 points out of his Patriots defense to give him that 156. Whereas Wayne struggled. Uh, Herbert didn't do that great. Montgomery for Chicago only was able to give him 10 points. He didn't get any real performance out of Tyree Kill for the Kansas City Chiefs. And his Steelers defense only got two points. So that's where he got the 87. So rough week for Wayne. Uh, he will bounce back, though, I'm sure. And congratulations to Allen Discount Double Check for grabbing himself a big win. Uh, you congratulate Tease Nuts for getting a 129-116 win over Good Twin. Uh, that was a pretty impressive game as well. High score, Aaron Rodgers, 26 points with four touchdowns last night. And, of course, also got a nice performance out of Delvin Cook, who was kind of banged up off and on throughout the game but still put up 16 points for her. And another great defensive performance with the Buccaneers. Two touchdowns on defense gives her 19 points for that, which pretty much catapulted her to victory over Tanya, uh, who fell to 1-1. One and one. 24 points out of Christian McCaffrey, 21 out of DJ Moore. The Carolina offense, uh, a lot of points for her this particular week, but just not enough to grab herself a victory. So Tracy improves to 1-1 one and one on the season. Uh, and the other game was probably the closest game of the year so far. Uh, Courtney's wrong side of Kamara versus 3 Peter Parker. It was a rematch of the Super Bowl last year, and it was close. Uh, final score, 114.56 to 114.06 Courtney improving to 1 and 1 on the season uh, Josh Allen did alright but really it was TJ Lockett with 31 points who led her and all scorers in that particular contest uh, Dell had a rough trade with uh, Lamar Jackson he had a good performance but those two early interceptions truly did cost him the game as Lamar put up 32 points but could have had uh, 38, which would have gave him the victory. Of course, he also had uh, Hollywood Brown from the Ravens on his bench, who had 23 points, and started Antonio Brown for the Buccaneers, who only had two points for him. And that proved to be the coaching mistake that cost him the game. Courtney uh, went with the wrong quarterback this particular week. Kirk Cousins scoring more points than Josh Allen, but still with the victory for her, improving to one and one, who is who I will be taking on next week in week number three. Who do you get in week three action, Big J? Yeah, I'll be taking on Good Twin, and uh, she has got some pretty dang good players. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you got uh, Jefferson there for Minnesota, and, and Darren Waller. So, uh, pretty good team there. We'll see how that runs down. And uh, I had an injury on one of my players, uh, Jarvis Landry, so I don't think I'll be playing him this week. Uh, yeah, no, he's going to he's gonna miss at least a couple weeks with a uh, ACL sprain. So hopefully everything works out for us, but I improved to 2-0. Big J falls to 1-1. One one. Actually, I believe everybody in your division, Big J, is 1-1. One one. So it's going to be yeah, a pretty close season. Earlier. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty close season all the way around. We'll see what ends up happening. Either way, that's your recap for the morning after Fantasy Football League week number two. Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident. But i tell you what you do deserve, an advocate. 
DoorDash announced yesterday that it will now offer customers the option to finally buy alcoholic drinks and deliver them to your door. The company will facilitate the delivery of wines, beer, and spirits across 20 states. Do you think Idaho is among them, Big J? Uh, probably not. That is correct. For years, the service has offered alcohol on demand through third-party platforms, but this is the first time it's added an alcohol tab to its platform for over 100 million adults. DoorDash says it had built a catalog of over 30,000 different kinds of alcohol available to purchase across 10,000 retailers. But it's good for you if you're traveling. Uh, we have alcohol on lockdown in this state, but uh, there are other places that don't, and it can be easier for you to get access to it if you just want to stay in and drink and there's nothing wrong with that in fact it's probably pretty safe big j or safer at least anyway than going out and attempting to drink and drive which we highly recommend you do not do so you could have an option now as opposed to that which may come in handy but not here yet Green Bay Packers beat the Lions 35-17 at home last night. Uh, Detroit had a 17-14 halftime lead, but weren't able to muster any single points in the second half. Standout performances for both Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. Uh, Three of four touchdowns by Aaron Rodgers were caught by Aaron Jones. He ran for another one. Meanwhile, Rodgers was 22-27 for 255. He did end up passing John Elway for 10th place all-time in the NFL passing list. 51,633 yards for Aaron Rodgers. Looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to be out for a little while for the Houston Texans. David Culley said he's got a hamstring injury. The Houston Chronicle reported that could keep him out at least a month. Who knows, though? We do know Deshaun Watson won't be suiting up anytime soon for the Houston Texans. That leaves third-round pick Davis Mills as the starter Thursday night against Carolina if Taylor can't play, and it doesn't look like he can, so... Time to pick up Davis Mills off the waiver wire, Big J, and start him in your fantasy team. Agree or disagree? I disagree. Will Davis Mills put up more than the three points or seven points that Dak Prescott put up in your league this last week? That's it. Let's get a Big J fantasy prediction. All right. So there you go. Uh, But you're right. I don't think Davis Mills is anybody's long-term solution. But hell, I've been wrong before. Who knows? Viewers of the Today Show got an eyeful yesterday morning when a naked man jogged past the studio during their live broadcast. And those of you that watch the Today Show know that they have kind of like a setup where they do their news and stuff from a desk. And then behind them is a window in which people can be, you know, seen behind the glass. And some dude just streaked right past the Today Show set. Of course, it was Hoda Kobe that first noticed the naked runner. Uh, and uh, said, hey, there was a naked runner, and then the show abruptly cut to commercial. Uh, but folks on Twitter were quick with the jokes, with somebody saying at least it wasn't Matt Lauer, and I suppose that's true, considering Matt Lauer's <laughs> history on today's show. So points for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they were able to, uh, I, I guess if you watched it and slowed it down, you could have saw something, but they cut pretty quickly away from it. Uh, so if you're wanting to look at a nude man, Big J, search Today Show on Twitter, and you might find exactly what you're looking for. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, just announced yesterday, January 28th, out at the Fort Idaho Center, Ghost and Volbeat with uh, Twin idols twin bridges twin i forget the name of the opening band you put yourself in these positions 
Yeah, I know. And it's okay. Everybody expects that to happen. Either way, guess what? Uh, you can take this stupidity over here and beat it, and you will win these tickets before you can buy them. <laughs> it's 100% true. You totally can do that if you would like to. All you have to do is get on the phone, 208-287-1003. Uh, Twin Temple, by the way, is what you were looking for. Sorry, I should have told you that earlier. But uh, if you want to get these tickets before you can buy them, now would be an opportunity to do so. All you have to do is defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. I say good luck to everybody involved. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Alicia. All right, Alicia, you're up first. Based on a novel by Michael Crichton, this 1993 movie starred Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. What is it? Jurassic Park. That is correct. Right. Big J, uh, like it or not... Sandra Bullock starred in two Miss Congeniality movies. What state does Sandra represent in those movies? Oh, man. Um, I want to say Delaware. Is it Delaware? Wrong. It is not Delaware. It's in that area, though. Is it Connecticut? <laughs> Wrong. No, not Connecticut. Okay. Uh, Maine? Wrong. Not Maine. New Jersey? New Jersey is correct. Right. Fourth guess, always the wow. charm. New Jersey is <laughs> what Sandra Bullock represents in the movie Miss Congeniality, but you're in the right area, so I give you at least partial credit, but partial credit does not pop culture smackdown make. For, Congratulations. For, what? For a second, you had me questioning whether Delaware was even a state nope. in my own mind. Delaware is, in fact, a state. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you these Ghost and Volby tickets before anybody else can get their greasy little paws on them. Hang on. We'll get some information from you. That's your Pop Culture Smackdown. We're going to do a run of headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you hear about all the time on the X. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Can't be easy. Better safe than sorry and not an emergency. Uh, better safe than sorry. What would you do, Big J, if you found a beeping package in a park? Uh, I would try to figure out the uh, the puzzle on how to disarm the bomb a la Die Hard 3. So you automatically assume it's a bomb and then you want to disarm it. So you approach it. Yes. Yes. It was bad strategy. But back in September 9th, uh, somebody reported a beeping package that had been left in McCormick Park in Pennsylvania. The park was evacuated, of course, and the Pennsylvania State Police hazardous device and explosive section was called in. The officers found the box contained not a bomb, Big J, but a single smoke detector. The incident remains under investigation as to why a somebody put a smoke detector in a box in a park. They feel like somebody was trying to play a prank. Reminder, these things aren't funny. Uh, police are asking anybody with the information to contact them and get some information so they can figure out where it came from. But this obviously freaks a whole bunch of people out. And most people, unlike you, Big J, try to avoid beeping boxes, whether it's a smoke detector or not. Would you try then to disarm the smoke detector, Big J, if you came upon it and they found that's what was inside? Uh, yes, and then the other smoke detectors would just continue to beep. <laughs> well, only one of the box, so I think you'll be okay. Can't be easy or not an emergency? 
not an emergency. Daniel Schroeder of Indiana is very tired. Perhaps he tried to get some sleep instead of spending all night calling 911. He'd be better rested, but the 61-year-old man will have two months behind bars to catch some Z's after he was arrested for repeatedly calling the 911 number in the middle of the night just to report that he was, quote, tired. He did this just once day after he, one, one day after pleading guilty to misusing the 911 emergency system earlier when he made multiple calls to 911 about a female family member who was, quote, not following his rules. Also not an emergency. Schroeder pleaded guilty last week. He was sentenced to two months in jail. So this guy just likes to call 911 with random facts and then keep calling them and keep calling them. And uh, that's a crime in case anybody's curious. And so now he's got two months behind bars to think about it. Although it is a strange phone call to make. I'm trying to think, you know, I know 911 is the last person you would call, but is there anybody you would call just to tell them that you're tired? (laughs) It seems seems pretty counterintuitive, but what do I know? Maybe, maybe ask a nurse. Could be. Excuse me, nurse, I'm tired. Well, go to sleep. Okay. Wrap it up with can't be easy. Sharing a name with a famous fictional character cannot be something that's fun. And a man who is legally named Harry Potter and lives in England said his life has been a living hell. Because uh, number one, he tries to convince people all the time that his name really is Harry Potter. And that makes it difficult. Of course, the fictional wizard is fairly famous over there in England. And number two, it's a lot harder to change your name in England than it is here in the United States of America. So the 33-year-old says that during a soccer match when he was a kid, a referee threatened him with a red card for saying his name was Harry Potter. And he's like, listen, that's my name, dude. You can't penalize me for it. He also says that when he met his eventual wife for the first time, he told her his name, and she did not believe him and almost canceled the date because he, she thought he was being a jerk. Harry, who does work as a national sales manager, was eight when the very first Harry Potter book came out in the United Kingdom back in 1997. He says his dad picked it up for him because he thought it would be funny and he was shocked to see his son's name on the back cover and didn't realize how big of a deal the book would be. Over the years, of course, the family has collected numerous Harry Potter books, including the rare hardback edition, and has a fairly big collection. But that would probably suck, right? Yeah. Exactly. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That is Beartooth. The past is dead here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And one of our favorite topics of discussion, Big J, is space, the final frontier. Yeah, the final frontier. And now we've got uh, civilians going up into space, Nick, doing civilian things like uh, taking along with them 66 pounds of hops. So... Uh, the uh, thanks to our friend Elon Musk and his SpaceX crew, uh, they went up with that uh, that mission, Inspiration Four mission. Uh, they uh, the civilians there brought around a, a bunch of hops and sat at Sam Adams. What actually happened was is uh, the guy who put together the whole space mission, Jared Isaacman, uh, the billionaire for Fast Four Company. Uh, he basically. They did something really cool. They auctioned off the hops load to a brewery to benefit the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Sam Adams stepped up and said, hey, we'll go ahead and and do that. And uh, thusly so, we'll have some space hops. They are going to use that to uh, brew a bunch of beer, Nick. Space beer. Delicious space beer. Now, has it been proven that, that being in space affects the hops in some way, shape, or form? Or is this just a fancy label we're putting on things? 
who knows? But I mean, you can probably expect to see more and more of this in different kinds of like, oh, hey, our garlic was grown in space. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, who knows? So look, we brought this into space. It's got space secret sauce on it. I don't know. <laughs> space uh, but, sauce. But it's, yeah, you can probably expect that this isn't going to be the cheapest uh, batch of beer that they've made. Uh, the fact that it costs more than $350,000 for them to do this. That's a lot of money. But the good news is it's going to a fantastic cause. The money going to St. Jude's, which is a, a terrific charity that helps out kids and their families dealing with cancer. So at the very least, you know, if you're buying an expensive beer, it went to a very good place. But yeah, I mean, you're right. A lot of this stuff can be niche, and I'm sure it's not the last that we'll see of it, where they get people to pony up some extra dollars just for something that's been in space. Does that interest you in any way, shape, or form? Not the space no, beer part, fact, that much I know, but you know what I'm saying? It makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> because what? I don't know what's up there. I, it's... Uh... I don't know. Oh, Next so you, thing you know, I got an alien coming out of my stomach. <laughs> I see. You're afraid that they're going to bring back something from space. Uh, who knows what these space particles consist of, and it could be damaging to you or your insides. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, listen, better safe than sorry, as we once said. So uh, the good news is there's plenty of other options for you with non-space-related products that will continue to uh, put on the shelves so you can have lots of choices. You don't have to buy the space beer. That's good news. You don't have to buy the secret space sauce. Also good news. So don't worry, Big J. Plenty of things to choose from in a consumer-based market. We'll hope so, then. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we are going to give you a chance to win some pretty cool tickets with some bad impressions. That's on the way next on the X Rocks. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's get you some tickets. How about that? Uh, coming up here in October, October 4th, out at the Knitting Factory, our friend Zach Wild and Black Label Society are going to be hitting the stage uh, along with obituary and prong. So if you can figure out bad impressions here, we'll set you up with those tickets. It's a hell of a lineup, going to be a hell of a concert, and it's a hell of a prize. 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play the game called Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or even less, then congratulations. You've got a Black Label Society show that you are going to coming up on the 4th of October. You ready, Big J? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Hello, The X. Hey, looking to play your guys' game. Wonderful, man. What's your name? Andy. All right, Andy, you're up first. Good luck. My various books have sold more than 350 million copies. Looking to play your guys' game. Oh, wonderful, man. What's your name? Oh, boy. Andy, All right. Uh, next, next. Andy, did you hear the clue? I did not. No. Try again, Big J. Uh, Andy, are you there? Can you hear me, Andy? Yep. I, I, I can hear you, bud. Uh, all right. All right. My various books have sold more than 350 million copies. Stephen King. Yeah. There you go. Bam! One and done, Andy. See when you hear the clue? It's amazing how things can come together. Good job, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those uh, Black Label Society tickets. What was clue two and three for fun? Many of my books and short stories have been adapted for movies and TV, but only one that I directed, Maximum Overdrive, 
and I'm known as the king of horror. And why is Stephen King in the news? Today is uh, Mr. King's birthday. How old do you think Stephen King is? Oh my gosh, he's got to be up there. I mean, 68? 74 years old. 74 years old and survived getting run down on the side of the road by a minivan in the process. So congratulations to Stephen King making it to 74. Favorite Stephen King movie and then favorite Stephen King novel, Big J, go. Uh, I don't think I've ever read a Stephen King novel, to be perfectly frank. I know. I know, right? Um, But I'm going to go with, uh, boy, I'm going to go with Misery. All right. Not a bad choice. Listen, there's a lot of really good Stephen King movies out there. There's a lot of really bad Stephen King movies out there, too. Uh, But there's some really good ones out there that it's tough to call. But Misery is never a bad decision. James Caan and Kathy Bates are terrific in it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. That is Fozzie. That is Sane here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to pretty much do it for us on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J selected a movie called S.A.S., The Rise of the Black Swan on Netflix to watch and review for you for streaming dumbass. So if you want to play the home game, that's the one that you need to watch. Plus... We found out that uh, I am still undefeated. He took a loss in the morning after Fantasy Football League, but it's still too early to do anything, anybody's game this early in the season. Also found out that if you want to get away with stealing a prosthetic leg, a terrible way of doing that is strapping one to your head. And, of course, Big J doesn't like anything that's been out in space, least of all his food. So it was a pretty eventful Tuesday that does leave you with the floor, Big J. Well, today is uh, National Grat, or uh, I'm sorry, International Gratitude Day, and uh, you know I feel bad, Nick. Uh, I appreciate you uh, holding down the fort there, doing all the work. It uh, sucks that you have to be there doing it alone, but it's kind of the way it wiggles out today, uh, this week, anyways. But uh, Krispy Kreme are going to gift a dozen donuts to any buyer who gifts a dozen to someone they appreciate. So they gift the donuts will be delivered wrapped with a personalized message, and then the buyer will get a digital voucher via email to be redeemed in store. So that's pretty fun. It runs through September 27th. Nice. I didn't even know Krispy Kreme delivered. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know if they do in all places, but that's oh. what it says here. All right. I, I'm guessing that the location that we have, the singular standalone Krispy Kreme, may not go to all of the Treasure Valley, but it's still a pretty cool prize if you want to get that for yourself. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts, Big J, should I send you a dozen to the Big J house? Would they go on? No, I should send you a dozen. Oh, I don't eat your donuts, my no, friend. No, I would. I would. Unfortunately, it, yeah. Please don't. I would eat them all immediately. <laughs> yeah, that would not be healthy for you uh, to eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Serious question: How many Krispy Kreme donuts could you put away in a single setting? I mean, responsibly? No, no, no of course not. There's nothing responsible about eating oh. as many donuts as you can. I mean, I don't know. It's been a while since I've done that, but but too many. Because they are light and they are fairly, but I still think I would probably, I don't know if I could do more than two, but uh, at one setting, just because it's a little too much sugar for me. But uh, I've seen somebody put away at least four at last look at one point that used to work here, which was pretty impressive, if we're being honest. So I know it can be done. I know it shouldn't be done, but I know it can be done. There's your show. Tomorrow, Big J will give us a movie review. We'll have more tickets before you can buy them to Ghost and Volbeat. More Black Label Society as well. It should be a good Wednesday. We will see you then. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rock.